Welcome to the live Canadian talk show Chat 88's at 8 podcast with your host Curtis LaBelle where I share the power of new music in Canada and I interview a new guest artist from the music industry every week. Join me right now for this next episode. Welcome everybody to Chatting 88's at 8. My name is Curtis LaBelle and here we are at the Vinyl Den located in Red Deer, Alberta. It's beautiful here this evening. We have a lovely live audience. Everybody give a round of applause. Let's see if we can hear you. Yes, fabulous. Um, this has been a very exciting day. We have, uh, as you can see, a lovely new set. Uh, we're still in the same place. We've been upgrading and having a really great new team coming into place and helping out with some amazing things here for Chat in 88. Uh, I'm blessed. I thank you very much for helping me. Uh, we'll give names later on. Um, because I'll forget them right now. Um, however, uh, we're a little bit, uh, we were a little bit late getting started today, but that doesn't matter because you're watching this as a rerun. So good on you. Uh, for those of you tuning in, my name is Curtis Abel and our guest tonight is uh, somebody extremely special. Her name is Jessie T. Uh, she's a country artist here in Canada. She is a force to be reckoned with in the industry, and she's um, uh, one of the um, preliminary judges on the uh, SHOT uh, national competition here in Canada. And uh, with uh, MADE, uh, M-A-D-E, um, I will get the name for it. I can't remember the, uh, the, the acronym is MADE, but I can't remember the, uh, the words for it. But before we do that, let's talk about some hot topics for today. So um, uh, we have the audience telling us, giving us, uh, Googling what has been hot right now in the industry. And uh, before we go any further, let's just... Um, uh, pay a little homage to uh, the late, great Eddie Van Halen. So we'll have a little moment of silence, if you will. Uh, no matter, even if you are on the rerun of this, um, it's not a loss. Silence is great. So we'll have a moment of silence for Mr. Eddie. Awesome. Uh, such an unbelievable loss to wake up. And you know what I really hate about it is the fact that I found out through social media. And that's the only thing I like. I don't like about social media is finding out information of such like that. And uh, even if you have no idea who this gentleman is, I recommend you do some research, listen to the music. We got hits all over the place with this man. History is phenomenal. And, uh, you know, it's a sad thing that uh, cancer has taken this man at 65 and um, I too many people we've lost in the industry um, and I personally have not an Eddie uh, Eddie fan um, however I have been ignorant to his music and it is my responsibility to um, to want to enjoy that more and to get to know more to know about that individual. So, um, yeah, that is my responsibility and that's what I'm going to do. So thank you, Eddie, for creating your music and thank you for gracing us with your presence for your time on this, uh, green earth and blue earth. I appreciate it. I never met you. <laughs> 
um, but I have seen videos of you and I did enjoy some of your music. So we are friends at some point. Um, and I'm thankful for that. And speaking of thanks, we have Thanksgiving next weekend. So please make sure that you, um, happy music, let's do that. Um, find yourself a friend today. Tomorrow is another great day. Oh, this weekend is coming up, don't you know? So find a place to have some turkey and go. It's Thanksgiving next weekend. I really don't know what to say. Hey, Whoop, wrong chord. <laughs> um, Thanksgiving next weekend, have some turkey. There's melatonin in turkey, right? It's melatonin, audience. Melatonin, make you sleep, right? Sounds like you're sleeping. You're not very excited for today. No. <laughs> Uh, something else about that we have here. Jessie is waiting patiently and we are going to get her in in two seconds. But uh, today, 1963, the Rolling Stones recorded I Want to Be Your Man, which was uh, Paul McCartney uh, had written that, if I'm not mistaken. And actually, he was sitting in the uh, corner of the studio whenever they were recording that in 1963. On this day, John Lennon in 1976 got his green card. How about that? Um, not using that anymore. Um, Rolling Stones recorded that song, which peaked at number 12, by the way. <laughs> 1967, today, the Beatles rejected a $1 million um, offer from the promoters to make an appearance at the Shea Stadium. I wrote that down really quick. But uh, would you, uh, here's the question for today, and let me know in the chats. Would you turn down a million dollars to do an appearance in a stadium, whether or not it be political? Um, let me know. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get our guest here for this evening. Country artist, Jesse T. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together, please. Okay, you can hear me okay? Oh, I can hear you perfect. Perfect. Okay, so Jesse, welcome to Chatting 88. Hi. Uh, for those going? of you, it's going fabulous. For those of you who are just tuning in, we just had a great group, uh, um, a good bunch of people. Well, look, now our live audience has gotten bigger. Well, we don't have a live audience. We don't have a live audience cam anymore. <laughs> oh no. Okay, so you know what? Let's just dive right in. I think we're going to go a Let's little bit later than. Can we go a little bit later than uh, the time allotted? We can go as late as you want. I'm all yours this evening. Careful what you wish for, my dear. <laughs> Careful what you wish for. It's okay. you and me. Just you and me. You and me and the world agree. How about that? I love it. I love it. Okay, so I'm going to, let's just dive right in. Give let's us your full name. Jesse Trenier. I've always wanted to, I couldn't, I didn't know your last name, Jesse T. I've always known you as Jesse T since the first of time that I met you. So Trenier. Yeah, like Tren and then Ear. Tren Ear. What is that? Yeah. Um, it is English. So it's from Cornwall, England, as well as there's some French. I like to say that I'm a Heights 57. So I'm a little bit of a mix of a whole bunch of stuff. Um, but yes, English and French are the two main and German. The German. Very good. Yes. Unst. So tell yep. me now, where were you born, my friend? I was born in Kingston, Ontario. Um, my dad was born in Kingston. No way. Yeah. Honestly. Honestly, uh, I was born and raised in Kingston. I moved to Kitchener, uh, which is about four hours west of there, uh, when I was 20 years old. So I've lived in Kitchener ever since. But Kingston is just, Kingston's home for me. 
Kitchener's definitely welcomed me as their own, but Kingston's home. I have a lots of family in Cornwall and Kingston, and I have never been to either of those places. No, well, you have to let me know when you show up because I got lots of spots for you to visit. Girl, we, we it is going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, so um, I want to dive right into, let's go back to 2016. Perfect. And we're going to go to Factor and Reckless Heart. So um, as an artist in the industry, Jesse, Yes. Going back to 2016, where you were and what you were trying, what, what you were figuring out. Now, did you have a manager at that point in 2016? I did not. Okay, so that's perfect leeway into the question. How did you get into Factor? And then how did Reckless Heart come out of that? Because it's absolutely amazing. So tell us a little bit about that journey. Uh, it, it's funny. I met my producer, Rick Hutt, when I was 15. Um, Rick Hutz has a long list of um, successful musicians. You look, you look good for them. only being 18, my dear. I know, right? Time has treated me well. No. <laughs> Ovid's got you covered. <laughs> um, but I met him when I was 15 and I started kind of making trips back and forth from Kingston to Kitchener because that's where he's based. Um, and we had been applying for Factor for artist demo grants and for then Juried Sound Recording, which is the album grant. Um, right, it, right. I, it's kind of a little bit funny because when I received the album grant was the most definitely the most broke I have ever been in my entire <laughs> life. Um, it was, it was funny. And actually, uh, hopefully I have time to tell this story. You have when all the I, time. It's just us, right? It's just us. Okay. Well, here we go. Roll up your sleeves, folks. Um, when I got the call to let me know that I got the factor album grant, I was actually sitting in my bed going through my Instagram followers because more people were following me or more, less people were following me than I was following them. I had a self-pity, <laughs> I had a self-pity moment. And I, I didn't have hardly any money to my name. I didn't know what I was doing with music. And my co-writer that I had been writing with, Carrie DeMayer, who's amazing. Um, I've been writing with her since I was 15. She called me and I was like, uh-oh, some, there's something going on. And so anyways, I picked up my phone and she was like, hey, have you checked the factor site? I'm like, no, why, why would I do that? We've, we haven't got it for the last four years. What's changed? <laughs> and, uh, and she was like, you got the factor album grant. And it was at that moment that my belief in myself kind of changed. And all of a sudden it was like, Oh, okay. It's, this is time. I, I finally got that kind of validation internally and externally that I had been looking for. And, and so started reckless heart. Um, so I'm, I'm super proud of that project and not only for the music and the people that were involved, but also for what it represented at that point in my life. Um, how long was, okay. Like it's so easy. It's that when you get, okay. So when we get a grant and we, we hear that, oh my goodness, we got a grant and it's X amount of money. The money's gone like that, especially whenever you're working on an album or uh, even a single for that matter. <laughs> yeah. Um, how did you find the management of yourself? Cause you're still an entity, you're, you're your own entity at that point. You got all the hats on that you're wearing. You're stepping into this new grant that they've given you. You're working on this new project. And I'm assuming um, if you will, that more people have come into your life, different people in the industry that are meeting you now. What was that like 
stepping into a whole new, a, a, a different, you know, path. Still yeah. in music, working on that uh, album. Very overwhelming. <laughs> I felt, <laughs> I honestly felt like I had just been thrown into the middle of the ocean. It was like, I knew how to swim, but I didn't know in what direction I was supposed to swim, what, you know, of what I was supposed to do. Um, and thankfully I had, you know, my, my team from the studio, which is my producer and a whole bunch of my writers that have also released music um, to kind of help me through those trials and tribulations. And um, it's, it's been an interesting evolution, but I also think in the music industry that no two careers are the same, such as no two journeys will be the same. So there 100 is a little, agree. Yeah, there's a little bit of kind of making your own path. And, uh, and that's a little bit of what I've had to do. What? Okay. So then tell me what's been the scariest thing whenever it comes to making your own path. What's been the, the, the not scary, but what's been the most cautious thing that you've had to take into consideration whenever you're you know going down that road um i'm i'm very cautious about the decisions that i make the people that i involve in my process this is my my career again since i've been working on it since i was 15 um this is my entire life and it's the same as you know some people have a bank account to represent their entire lives or or something that they've invested in this is the only thing that I've ever done. Okay, so then so let's, let's, really, let's talk. Let's talk about. Sorry, but let's talk about those cautious decisions that you're making. Are do you find you're sure. making more cautious cautious decisions towards the business side of the music, your business as a as like you're the business, or are you making more cautious decisions on the creative side? What where are you more cautious in making the decisions? Both. Um, I'm I I'm a totally glorified overthinker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So <laughs> I think both of us it are, comes, it comes in both aspects, but I think, you know, um, who we are as an artist is always such a funny thing because I feel the more you try and label yourself as an artist, the less authentic you become. Um, so there's, there's a certain amount of just really having to lean into who you are as a person. And, and I find for myself, the more that I do that, the better artist I become. So yeah, really being truthful to that, to my story and, and my process and all that kind of stuff, as well as the business decisions, who, who has my back, who feels like the right decision, you know, that, that gut instinct for both of them. Yeah. And I, I agree with you on the personal side of it. I mean, the brand or the label, uh, if you will, I mean, label, let's not talk about brand. I mean, let's just talk about label in that sense. I mean, I hate labels. We live in a world of labels, but unfortunately we live in a world where people require labels because I don't know, yep. maybe there's too many lay of us down here, yeah. um, <laughs> if you will. But uh, the, I, I like your response by, you know, the personal part where the label is from within rather than being just on the skin of making yeah. those, those, those thicker skin decisions and those sacrifices. Yeah. Speaking of sacrifice, you were supposed to have a second album coming out in late 2020. And I'm not so sure if that had, is that still in the cards for you? Uh, it will be early <laughs> 21. Um, yeah, the, the, the music plan, it's interesting because arguably I've probably written songs this year than I have in, in a long time. Um, but the, the, obviously recording and releasing process has been very different. And I feel like it also will be kind of moving forward. Um, 
you know, not only for myself, but also a whole bunch of other artists financially. Um, a lot of people won't be able to play live shows. So I do honestly think that we're going to get a really cool collection of music because that's a lot of what artists can do right now. So I'm, I'm really excited to, to release the stuff that I've been working on. I've been playing it live and stuff like that. And it, it seems to be getting a good response. I know, um, I know I, I definitely follow you and I, I have been putting, I've been uh, stretching uh, out and, and expanding your uh, music and your journey to other people that I know that are in my, in, in my circle. Uh, so speaking of our circle, we have our live audience here tonight. I think it's time for us to, uh, see, yay, Jesse's waving. You're on a very large <laughs> screen over here. You're on a big, uh, like flat screen over here. Ooh. And then we have, uh, I'm, I got the grand piano here. I wish you could see the other side of it. I'll take a picture of it and send it to you. It's really cool from this I side. I love that. Um, but you know what? I think it's time to hear and uh, your lovely voice and uh, grace us with a song. So tell us uh, what you're going to sing. Give us a little history on it, where it came from. And I'm going to spotlight uh, your camera so that we're focused on you. And uh, we'll let you take it away here, Jesse. Okay. okay. Uh, well, speaking of Reckless Heart, I feel like it would be pretty appropriate to do a song from Reckless Heart. Um, this was my third single that we released from this project. This one is called Hellbound and arguably probably my most successful song to date. Um, so I wrote this with my, actually my old lead guitarist, who's a six foot four Australian with dreadlocks. He's awesome. This one's called Hellbound. The August sun was burning red, but it was cold inside my heart. We had no idea what he had come, but I've known her right from the start. She was 17, she fell into his poison and his lies. I didn't do a goddamn thing as I watched my best friend die. The pain he put him in the ground, I hollered out of sight. I sought advice from the devil himself, but I don't want to fall. She was way too young to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
cynicism drag him straight into the ground. Now the devil is my only friend, and he'll be waiting for me in the end. August burning red, but it was cold inside my heart. He had no idea what he had come, but I'm right from the start. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. 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 I love the, I love that. When you go, I don't play guitar. (laughs) I look like a dope when I play the guitar. I've also played a tuba, so that also looks funny too. Um, Ooh. Left field. Um, what's your favorite color? Purple. Least favorite color. Perfect. Then my purple piano will look good with you beside me when we do a show in Kingston. Done. Again, careful what you wish for. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Being a lot, you have this so much fun. Least favorite color. Um, green. Green, favorite smell? Uh, vanilla. Least favorite smell? Um, uh, eggs. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't know. So sulfur then. <laughs> What's your favorite sound? Ooh, a rain, thunderstorms. What's your least favorite sound? Uh, chewing. <laughs> What's your favorite song? Now, I, I want I want you to really just pick one. It can be changed. But right now in this moment, what's your favorite song? Uh, Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith. And your least favorite song in this moment? Ooh. Um, yummy. Justin Bieber. <laughs> I've jammed out to that song with my husband one too many times in my house. Oh, it's a vibe. I don't know why. Like, out of all of the songs. Yeah, and he's in the audience. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. Okay. Who is your favorite artist in this moment? Ooh, Pink. Oh, and who yeah. is, okay. And who is your least favorite artist in this moment? Ooh. Oh my gosh, that's so hard. Uh, okay, when you hear a song that comes on the radio or whenever you're listening on your Spotify Spotify, Spotify playlist, when yeah. you, you hear a song, what are you skipping? What What's a song that comes in your head that you skip all the time? Um, I feel like The Single Ladies by Beyonce. It's a good tune, but I feel like I've heard it too many times. And like, also, I don't, I don't need that rubbed in my face, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. Um, I want to talk about the CCMA Awards this year. You were there, is that correct? Uh, or, or, Sorry, go ahead. Or a version of, did I not see you in front of a banner getting pictures done? Uh, that was last year, actually, oh, in I Calgary. Oh, I thought it was this year. They did some sort of, I thought they did some sort of COVID thing and you ended up, I don't know. Yeah, no, they, they did a COVID thing, which I was like so impressed with. Um, They did a virtual show this year and actually a a few musician friends of mine that I know was able, were able to perform it. And that was awesome. Um, But last year's was in Calgary and it was so much fun. The CCMAs are phenomenal. 
I, yes, um, I have never been, but I want to go. Oh, you should. Oh, I will. I will. Oh, you mark my words. We'll be there. Um, you, what was your, what do you remember from your mom's most favorite baking? What was your favorite baking from your mom? Oh my gosh. My mom is such a good baker. This is so hard. Oh, I feel uh, like I hit something here. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if you know this about me, but I actually released a Christmas song. Yes, I do. I'm going to, yes, it's on my cue cards. It's like three down the road. So don't go. Okay. Okay. We'll come back to the question then. Tell me your okay. favorite memory of your dad. Oh, um, him playing early morning rain at guitar nights in the kitchen. Okay. Now ready? Let's do this. Ta let's talk about mama's Christmas cookies. Okay. <laughs> I love cookies. <laughs> you think? No. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> Your smile. I like cookies. Oh, I know. Honestly, okay. So I then tell me about mama's Christmas cookies. Okay. Well, if, if you know my mama, um, but she makes phenomenal Christmas cookies. She makes phenomenal any kind want, of bacon. That should be a song, If You Know My Mama. If You Know My Mama. <laughs> if I'm writing that down, If You Know My Mama. We'll have to write it. That'll be our opening Oh, it's gonna be good. Yeah. Okay, keep going. <laughs> um, she is a phenomenal baker. Um, and I definitely got that love for baking. Um, you know, in my genes as well. Um, right. But especially Christmas time, there is nothing quite like a tin of my mom's Christmas cookies. Now we and, have- and the, and the tin has to be an old sewing tin, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And there's, there's family recipes. So a lot of them were like her mom's or her grandmother's and some of them are like brand new ones. Um, but it's funny. <laughs> and this is like a total, um, you're, you're, getting to know me in this interview, but That's I'll have this is all about. <laughs> I, I love it. So there's some friends of mine that like musician friends that come over and we did a Christmas concert like the last couple of years. And, uh, and I'd be like, Hey, do you want some cookies? They're like, absolutely. And I'd be like, they're like, what kinds are these? Which are your favorite? I'm like, Oh, those are, those are good, but you won't like those. Like, don't, don't eat those ones. Those are my favorite, but you probably wouldn't like them. <laughs> So I, I definitely am very protective over the cookies that I like. So, okay. Mama's Christmas cookies. How did that come out of it? How did that so turn into something? Yeah. My producer has always kind of instilled in me that in the industry, a way to not only make your artistry really stand out, but also to be successful is to write your own music. There's so many royalties that you get from songwriting, from performing copyright and all that kind of stuff. But especially Christmas songs, there's kind of reoccurring ones every single year, which put you into the competition of who else is saying that song. Mm -hmm. But if you can come up with an original Christmas song. There's possibility for that to live on for the rest of your life. So in, in having that conversation, we sat down and started talking about our favorite Christmas traditions. And as you can tell from the smile on my face, my mom's baking is a huge one for me. And obviously people in the studio know how good her cookies are. So we started talking about, um, about that tradition and the song just kind of just happened. So there's, yeah. Is your mom still with us today? She is. She is. So um, we can order these Christmas cookies in and have them delivered, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
Mama, uh, Mama T's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. We have 15 people in our audience here tonight. So that's 1,500 cookies. Perfect. We'll take Mom. those in order. <laughs> Mom, get busy. <laughs> Mom, get busy. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, Oh, I just read, if you know my mama. And then I'm like, what is that? Oh, that's the song we're going to write. <laughs> okay. Uh, before we get into uh, another song here, my friend, um, yeah. it's uh, it's eight o'clock, but um, we don't, I don't want to keep you too much longer. Uh, even we started a bit late, but I just wanted to um, talk to you. You have a manager now. You have yeah. a producer. Uh, you have your pieces of the puzzle that are slowly coming into, I don't want to say slowly, but at their own pace. They've, they're coming in clearly when they need to come into your on your journey in your path. Um, quickly tell me what it's been like um, working, uh, having um, CJ uh, with you and uh, how that's been. And then how you got onto um, the shot as uh, as a judge in the beginning of the of the rounds and how long you've been doing that and uh, what are some great moments you've taken out of that and how that's helped you in your career? The shot, um, you know, for, for my involvement has, it's been one of my career highlights and I speak about that very candidly. Um, as an artist, it's been so cool for me to see artistry from the other side. I think, you know, being you know, creators, we're, we're so vulnerable that quite often we are our own worst enemies and being able to encourage people from the other perspective and, and kind of give my own, Hey, this is what I would do, or this is what I wouldn't do, or maybe think about this. Um, being a judge on the shot has definitely been a, a career highlight for me. So that's been super cool. And that's, you know, the last five years of my life. And it's been amazing meeting artists, you know, like yours, like yourself, um, as well as all the other artists. So yeah, mm. it's, it's been, it's been very cool. And a lot of phenomenal people within the industry that I've met through that as well. Right. And so, um, having, having, okay, regardless of, of who the manager is having a manager with you now, what has been the biggest, um, how can I, what can I say here? Not highlight, but what's been the biggest thing taken off of your plate, having a manager? Like yeah. You, yeah. What's been the biggest thing? Because we wear all these hats as artists in the industry, whenever we don't have the other parts of the puzzle with us yet. And so what's been the, what's been the best thing that you've been able to go? Thank you for helping me but you, you know what I mean? What have you released mm -hmm. onto other responsibilities? Yeah, I think, uh, again, being, being a self-managed artist for so long, it's, there's so many different hats you have to wear. And there's just mundane tasks that people don't think about just in the daily life. Like, you know, sometimes posting on social media, like updating gigs, answering emails, updating websites, like all that kind of stuff can just get so overwhelming. So having you know, assistance, uh, has been, it, it's really an attribute for sure. Mm -hmm. And that's been one thing that's come into play, having a manager or having that other hat kind of taken off. And I mean, you're still managing yourself as well. We never yeah. stop managing ourselves, but yeah. we may have an extended, uh, reach out to have some help from that. So that's been a really good shoe in for you, right? Yeah. Awesome. Definitely. Um, take us into a second song. Um, and, uh, I, uh, we have more people in the audience that are going to, uh, um, be listening. 
So uh, I'll uh, turn it over to you. Tell us a little bit about what you're going to play for us and uh, we will uh, gracefully listen. Perfect. So uh, again, speaking of this year being, obviously we all had a bit of time off. Um, this is a, a brand new tune that actually came about uh, when I was stuck at home for five months. Um, this song's called Traditions and I'm a little bit of a traditional girl of some sorts, but I also think there's rules that are made to be broken. Um, and that's kind of what this song is about. So here we are. So it's called Traditions. Mom and dad made sure to raise me so I knew how to be a lady. Things like that. Don't go out of style. Driving phone calls and phones, I'm here for phones, things like that. Sure thing, make me smile. Oh, you're an old fashioned kind of guy. Now I'm an old fashioned girl. The rules are made to be broken. This big old brand new world. Men don't need to be dressed in white. A princess doesn't always need a knight. We don't need love at first sight. We it's always been. You and me, honey, don't need all those traditions. Boy, I like to lead. If you spin me, sweep me off my feet. Cause moves like that don't go right in style. We'll have a drink or two and I'll get the tap. Well, it's only 10, but I can call a cab. Cause we both know I've been here for a while. I know I'm an old fashioned kind of girl. You're an old fashioned guy. But let's make our own traditions. I take you home tonight. Men don't need to be dressed in white. A princess doesn't always need a knight. We don't need love at first sight. The way it's always been. You and me, honey, don't need all those Fashion kind of guy, and I'm an old fashioned girl. But rules are made to be broken. It's a big old brand new world. A wind don't need to be dressed in a white. A princess doesn't always need a knight. We don't need love at first sight. The way it's always been. You and me, honey, don't need all those traditions. Yeah, you and me, honey. Make our own traditions. Thank you. Everybody's clapping on this end. Everybody's <laughs> clapping on this end. Thank so you. You, you, wrote, you wrote that just in the last little while, you said? I did, yeah. With my buddy, David Madras, who's another phenomenal musician. Say that name again. David Madras. M-A-D-R-A-S. Madras. Yeah. Jesse, I think we've come to that time this evening. Um, I have one, uh, two more questions for you. Absolutely. Right now, 
forget COVID. Imagine that this pandemic didn't exist and um, you just happen to be where you are right now. What is the next biggest step that you are going to create, take action on and execute in your music career? My next album. Perfect. I am so excited to release it. Like it's been four years since my last project, which has been more than enough time, but it's also been just so important to get the right collection of songs and, and make sure that it's the right time. Um, and I, and I finally feel like I have the stories and I'm, I'm ready to do that. I know. Well, we're all really excited for it. I know. Um, I know I am. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and uh, we're all going to be watching you, Jesse. Speaking of watching you, where can we find you on social media? We can listen to you on Spotify, iTunes, Deezer, Apple Play, all them places. But where, what is your handle? Jesse T dot official. So and we can just type that in anywhere. Jesse T J E S S I E T dot official. Oh, capital T, sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, dot official. And we can find that anywhere on any of the uh, platforms and all Facebook, that. Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. And then my website is jesset.ca, which will have links to all of the information you're finding. Lovely. Do you have any words of wisdom for us before we take you out here tonight? <laughs> I would just say, honestly, just be kind to one another. We all need a smile. We all need a joke. Um, and I think it's just so important, like, especially this year more than anything else. Let's have a conversation about mental health, about if we're doing good, if we're not doing good. Just reach out to people. Everybody needs some words of positivity right now. And yeah, that would be my, my closing message. Okay, well, I would, I'm going to add one more. You said everybody should be, tell us a joke. Leave us with a joke. Okay. And don't give okay. us a dad joke. Don't give us a CJ dad joke. Okay. Um, I heard a great one. I'm okay. Okay. And I, I'm notoriously horrible for messing up jokes. So we obviously all know the area code for Beverly Hills, 90210. Do you know the area code for Dawson's Creek? 90108. 90108 for our lives to be over. Oh my God. Jesse, thank you so much for joining us here tonight on Chat in 88. Um, I wish you the best of everything on your journey, your career. I thank you personally for uh, all of your support in the shot. Um, we're still in it uh, and uh, we're going through the finish line. I love you. I love watching you. Keep doing your shows. Thank you so much. Everybody that knows Jesse, get to know her more. Follow her on Instagram, social media, listen to her music. Thank you, my friend. And uh, we will chat soon. I would love that. Thank you, Jesse. Have a great night. You too. You'll, Bye. You have to end yourself. Okay. Bye, yeah. everybody. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Jesse T, our guest tonight here on Chatting 88 at 8, which tonight's show was at 7. My name is Curtis LaBelle. Next week, we have um, another special guest. We'll have that post coming out to you on Monday. And also, I wanted to say a quick shout out and thank you to everybody uh, that has made this set expand and grow. We have, um, we have mugs here. We have this lovely moon happening behind me. Uh, it's just the magic is everywhere. And uh, it's not an illusion. It's real here in Red Deer. 
please make sure that you support live music. My name is Curtis Abel. Thank you so much. That's our show for today. Thank you for tuning in to Chattin88's At 8 Podcast with your host, Curtis LaBelle. And remember, you're only as good as the last thing that you do. So own every minute of what you put out.